Hey, Dan, you ready to do the podcast? No, I don't want to. I just want to curl up and die. Is this the opening bit? What? No, I just want to curl up and die. I feel horrible. Are you recording me right now? Yeah, I thought we were starting. I don't want to do the podcast. This is not a bit. This is how I really act off mic. <laughs> and I feel fine. But I know the same is not a party. I know the same is not a party. So I guess it all curl up and die too. Welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we're doing Curl Up and Die this week. Yep. And it's a song that I don't really know what it's about. So I was like, <laughs> curl up and die. And and actually, I do feel really under the weather tonight. So kind of works out. We got a busy weekend, don't we? We sure do. Because we're going to Vegas this weekend. <laughs> yep. Luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> We should have done that song instead. Yeah, doesn't I don't even care if your line K doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do the actual song. Um, no, we're super busy and like we've got to get to bed soon because we're waking yep. up at 5 a.m. to drive. Also, full disclosure, this is like the latest we've ever decided to do a song. Right. And like last night, Danny was like, so we're doing Curl Up and Die. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And he's like, don't worry about it. I already did the deep dive for you. And I'm like, oh, um, yes. okay. He's like, just show up. And I'm like, can do. <laughs> just bring your pretty face. <laughs> you don't have to do a thing. Yeah, I tweeted that when a husband says to his wife, don't worry about the podcast research. I'll take care of it. It's basically like saying, I'll do dinner tonight and clean up. Don't lift a finger. <laughs> Today's all about you. Breakfast in bed. Podcast recorded for you. Um, yeah, so I did. So yes, we're doing Birds and the B-Sides. Bird and the B-Sides again. And we have not... This is maybe the only... An, I actually didn't sit down and double check, but I feel like this is the CD that we've gone the longest without returning to. Maybe. Right? I feel like Collapsible Lung was maybe the longest, and then we went ahead and did that one. Yeah, because I wanted to get back to Collapsible Lung when we did Boomerang. But then we got about this far, and I'm like... It always comes back to Collapsible Lung, Danny. (laughs) It does. (laughs) But we got about this far in the podcast, and I was like, oh... We haven't done Bird and the B-Sides in a really long time. Yeah. And then also, you know how we figured out that when you kind of, when you take the outros and the intros of Forget and Not Slow Down and you put them together with the yes. songs they go with, we realized, <laughs> oh, we're 25% done with Forget and Not Slow Down, so we have to forget and slow down on that record. I've made yep. that joke before. But we have to like not do that record for a while or else we're burned through the whole thing. I realized Bird and the B-Sides which there are some acoustic versions that technically aren't standalone mm-hmm. tracks. Like uh, the, our episode would be the original song off the original album that it covers. But I realized Nashville Tennis and Bird and the B-Sides is a huge album. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to take us forever to go through these. So we might actually need to do more of these more often else when the podcast is ending, it will just be the Bird and the B-Sides show. Um, I'm good with that. <laughs> what a way to go out. Yeah. So I sent out feelers on social media saying we want to do a bird in the b-side song 
what do you, our listeners, think we should do? Zero consensus. (laughs) (laughs) Every single person picked a different song. Because this is such a great album. It is. There's so much good stuff on here. Um... Between now, I asked on Twitter and I asked on Instagram. So maybe someone on Twitter conferred with mm. someone on Instagram. Actually, I see for sure someone did, because um, Dionysus said, "I just want you to know, me myself and I is the winner with curl up and die." Um, <laughs> Sylph band said <laughs> the winner. <laughs> the winner said uh, there was another time in my life. Tucker said uh, Tucker Hervey said the lining is silver. Tucker Hervey is such a great name. I feel like he should be having like amazing adventures in the 1930s. <laughs> With Nancy Drew. Yes. <laughs> Tucker Hervey and Nancy Drew. Forget about Ned Nickerson. <laughs> or the Hardy Boys. Uh, used to be Mel Clark said there was no thief. Uh, Nick Wallace said hope for fallen man, which is one of my faves. There's two versions floating around out there, so I'll have to look at that. Ooh. Jimmy Pod said, "Be my escape," and I sent the like, <laughs> I sent that like, uh, the the gif where it's like the stick figure guy going, um, and then he doesn't, and then he decides not to say anything. Um, Pepto Bismarcky said, "Vinyl countdown," and um, all good suggestions. And the hero prevails said, "Seen and heard." So that was Twitter. Okay. I'm going through all this because these are the songs we'll probably do sooner than later coming up. Also, like, I want to thank everyone on Twitter for being so nice and... Yeah, thank and, you. And, uh, you know, giving us answers. Everyone's so, been very nice on the social media. Yes, they have. So then there is... So there was some consensus if you look between Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Because the, um, David Catch said the vinyl countdown. So he agreed with someone else on Twitter. Uh, Danger Gavin said for the band Ryan McGuire said you'll always be my best friend Uh, Casey Marie Design said the lining is silver which is another consensus from Twitter Aiden Grant asked for the last the lost the least which I definitely am looking forward to because it's basically a uh, Ace Troubleshooter song (laughs) Um, and then Peter Greenridge said there was no thief but no None of the consensus ones won out. You just said, yeah, curl up and die. That's what we're doing. Well, I ended up picking curl up and die because I was kind of looking at them and I was like, curl up and die is the song that I personally know the least out of all those picks. Yeah. But I knew. Hard same. But I knew it was super popular. So, you know, I'm not putting it down. It is super popular because I'd heard other when people have asked here and there, like, when are you doing this song? When are you doing Mm -hmm. that song? Curl up and die is a song. I'd heard us being i heard us being asked to do before (laughs) okay and then we were asked one more time here um and yeah (laughs) so i picked i picked that because i'm like well let's dig into this song also i was like i was like maybe actually i was thinking like i knew we're super busy this weekend we're going to vegas we have to record early we have to pretty much edit like while we're on vacation yep and then i was like so we did that in portland too we did (laughs) so i was like let's pick a song that probably doesn't have a lot of covers. And I was like, nope, this was a mistake. <laughs> there are almost a hundred covers. That's so shocking. And I'm, that's not hyperbole. Like, I think my count was around 70 covers. Well, we should probably start now to get through <laughs> yes. all, all 70 to 100. And don't forget, we need to be really careful with this episode because we're going on a trip. <laughs> and when we edit the episode, we want to save as much time and not have to do a lot of editing. So be 
So you have to, um, so we have to be really careful to not have, you know, a lot of future Jessica is really unhappy with you right now. (laughs) What What we have to do is make sure we're not, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Take that back. What we have to make sure we do is not leave a bunch of edits that we, you know listen, what I'm saying? Hold listen. on, hold on, hold on. Leave on. the bit wait, at wait, the beginning wait, of the episode. <laughs> so, curl up and die. Any top of the show business? Uh, yes. Well, actually, so then we do have a voicemail from David Ketch. Uh, and he, this is kind of perfect as far as talking about Birds and the B-Sides. Because mm. I'm going to talk more about this album specifically, not just this song. Mm-hmm. But going back to theories I have about this album, if you go back and listen to our Where Do I Go episode. Yeah. Um, so to kind of add to that larger Bird and B-Sides talk, let's listen to this email from David. This voicemail from David. <laughs> that You don't have to edit that part. That wasn't on purpose. Hi, Danny and Jeff. This is David from Denver. I just wanted to call to let you know that I really appreciate your podcast. Uh, If it it wasn't for the Sadie Hawkins pod, I'd probably be only listening to the Christmas album and forget and not slow down. But thanks to your podcast, it's really broadened my Reliant K listening experience. Um, This morning I saw that you guys were asking for what what song you guys should uh, feature on the podcast from the birds and the bees side, and I've never listened to it. So this morning I made it a point to listen to it uh, on my way to work, and it's it's actually pretty good. And I voted for the vinyl countdown. I don't know if it's going to win, but uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the podcast. Really appreciate it. Have a good one. Bye. So no, the vinyl countdown did not win. And... I apologize that it didn't, but that's a song we're really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to. <laughs> so we we want to be super prepared for yes. that episode. Danny is like kind of weird on this, where he's like, we have to save some of the really good songs. I don't want to just do all our favorite songs right. week after week after week. I pestered him the... enough to get in love with the '80s as early as it was. <laughs> yes. Well, the the, good, the amazing thing that I'm learning about Reliant K, and I definitely talked about this in other episodes, is like. When I go through the whole songography, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we can't do that song yet. Oh, we can't do that song yet. Oh, we can't. It's one after the other. Yep. <laughs> so it's like there's not a lot of like wheat and chaff or whatever the phrase is. There's not like a lot of like throwaway songs. Right. Like each album maybe has one or maybe two songs that I don't really know that well that mm-hmm. I skipped over, you know? So it's kind of amazing that so many of their songs yeah. are winners in this way. Um. But yeah, I just I want to save some of I know I want to do like I want to find songs that I really hate like curl up and die and talk about how much I despise them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just didn't know this song very well, but I enjoyed it when I really started digging into it. Um, yeah, but that's amazing. So that's great to know that we're like, you know, I assume that most of our listeners are diehard Reliant K fans. Yeah. And then if some of them, the only one I know isn't is Rich. Right. He's my friend before the podcast <laughs> right. started. So then um, to hear that people have been listening and they're like becoming bigger Reliant K fans and that's helping with us. Yeah. That's how, how it's been working for me. Yeah. Because even though I would consider myself a pretty good Reliant K fan, I would not consider myself the biggest one. Like right. I don't know all the words. I don't know the name of every song. You know what I mean? Like, if I hear every song, I recognize it. But if you ask me, what's what's the name of that song? I'd be like, uh. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, that's really great to hear. And um, Thank you for the voicemail. Thank you. But then David said, you don't have to play this voicemail, but I'm going to because I was like, Uh, wait a second, when he says something here. When people say you don't have to play this voicemail on the podcast, I never know if that means that they're like, oh, you don't have to. And they're just like being like polite or whatever. Or if it's just like, please don't play this, but I'm trying to sound (laughs) cool. But I just want to I want to play what he says here because I have something to say about it. Hey, guys, this is David from Denver again. Uh, One more thing I wanted to say, and you don't have to play this on the podcast if you don't want to, but I was listening to the earlier episodes, um, like, a couple of days ago, and uh, I just thought of another merch idea. If you guys ever get into making merch, uh, another idea would be a shirt that says, we're we're Alliant K fans. Okay, thanks, bud. (laughs) Danny wanted that to was do. my idea. He, was like, he called my idea. Danny was pushing to make that the catchphrase, and I'm like, Danny, you got to stop doing that. Because <laughs> if anyone hasn't gone back and listened to our early episodes, like I was far more open about the fact that like we don't have perfect knowledge coming into the podcast. Right. We just know what we know. So every time we messed up a fact about Reliant K, I was like, we are Reliant K fans. And Jessica was like, that is n- in our real lives. She's like, that is not going to be the catchphrase. <laughs> but David... He he acknowledges that it's a great catchphrase. And I said to Jessica, (laughs) if we ever do shirts, that should be our shirt. And she's like, no. But hey, hey, the people want it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We do want to do something. I loved his other suggestion, which was over Instagram. I did happen to see that one. I laughed for like five minutes straight when (laughs) I was. Which was which was like, my name's Nancy Drew, (laughs) motherfucker. I ended up making a meme out of it, like a real, like uh normy looking meme version of that but with the impact font and everything um but yeah that's about our top of the show business so curl up and die i'm not no i I was i don't mean that is what i'm saying for you to do (laughs) i mean we're talking about curl up and die was this song also inspired by harold and maude that is something that i thought about so yeah this is this is like i said a song that i have heard before but not one that like has been absorbed into like, you know, my overall music persona, right? right? It's not a song that I'm thinking, if I'm listening to Bird and the B-Sides, it'll play and I'll enjoy it, but I didn't put a lot of thought into it and I wouldn't think, oh, I'm going to go listen to Curl Up and Die. But people have been mentioning, since I've been paying more and more attention to Relying K stuff online and people have been communicating with us, I'm like, oh, that's a really popular song. Let me listen to it more. And yeah, it is like another sort of like maybe ironic sort of take on like mortality and malaise and like boredom and right. all these themes it's like, that are Harold and Maude-esque. Right. It's it's maybe about finding someone who gets you, who just like gets like all of you. and Yeah. Or maybe it's a breakup song. Right. Yeah, this was... I told Danny earlier, this was a song that, and I used to listen to the Birds, Birds and the B-Sides all the time. Right. And this was a song that I often skipped. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I was happy when this <laughs> album came out. I was like at a good place in life. Yeah. Listen, I was beaming. Life was on the up and up because the lining was silver since I'd met my best friend. Aww. And I finally felt seen and heard. I didn't have to wonder anymore, where do I go from here when what's all been done before? 
I just want you to know I'd be nothing without you. But there was another time in my life. So I guess when I do think back to those days, I could curl up and die for the band. Also, the final countdown. I'm just going to give you no reaction. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't planned. I was like, quickly, Danny, go to the track list. (laughs) Figure out something she's not replying with. She's not putting into her. That was beautiful. It's like a little poem. I feel like that lady in the in the Siskel and Ebert thing who was guest starring on the po- oh, yeah. on the Pokemon the movie episode. I watch a lot of <laughs> Siskel and Ebert on YouTube, and when after Siskel died in like 1998, that's when was it that long ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died. Oh my in like, gosh! Because Pokemon the first movie would be 99, I think, right? So then, and so yeah, Siskel died in like 98, and then um, for like a year or two. Ebert just had a revolving set of guest hosts before they found Richard Roper. And so some lady, and it's it's always like, sometimes it was like big time people like uh, Martin Scorsese did a couple of, oh, wow. of episodes with him. But then it's a lot of like other newspaper people that you've like never heard of. And what did she say? This lady is like, rev- she is like introducing and explaining to the audience what Pokemon is before they get to it. And she comes up with like this little cutesy thing and then just like giggles at herself. <laughs> she was like such a mom in that moment. Hold on. She was like pokey dokey, smoky dokey or oh, something that like that. <laughs> okay, here's the clip. Here's the clip. Pikachu, who is the most expressive of the Pokemon and figures prominently in the emotional climax. I could certainly recommend this movie for you kids. This is a cartoon with a very gentle and positive message, which is pretty clearly spelled out. My final assessment, Pokemon may be hokey for adults, but will be okie dokie with the kids. Well, you know, we'll be okie dokie with the kids. I was like, oh my, she should have said pokey dokie. Great. She didn't sell it the right way. Uh, how do we even get on that? Because your little poem made out yeah. of song titles, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, you're right. You know, looking at this song, Curl Up and Die, it's between no reaction and you'll always be my best friend, which are two like yeah. very happy songs. Yeah. Even if no reaction technically thematically is like about sort of dissatisfaction. That's the theme of the song. Listen, it's still a happy That's tune. what Ska does. This is like every real big fish song is like a total bummer, but it's so happy that you can't help but love it and sing along and dance. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess like when you, ha- like just looking at this, most of these songs are upbeat from the Nashville Tennessee EP and Curl Up and Die is like the most sort of downbeat song. Now you could argue that the point is it's not supposed to be depressing, but it's supposed to be sort of like a... I cannot think of like a clinical word that that describes the thing where like you're sort of purposefully depressed because you know you'll feel better at the end. There's got to be like a word for that or a concept for that. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like when you Mm -hmm. kind of purposefully allow yourself to be depressed because it feels cathartic. Cathartic. Right. The word cathartic is definitely what I'm looking for. (laughs) So the... Curl up and die is supposed to be like a cathartic depression, right? Mm-hmm. I get that. It's not, maybe it's not supposed to literally be depressing. Right. But it is the technically most depressing song on the Nashville Tennessee EP. So they had to just like find what are two happy songs we can quickly squeeze it in between. They should have just put this on five score instead of Deathbed. <laughs> yeah, maybe. S- but similar I mean, theme. But you don't seem to dislike Curl Up and Die. 
No. Then again, the reason you have a hard time with Deathbed is because it is literally about death. Right. Which you don't want to confront. Curl Up and Die does not seem to literally be about death. Right. It's just like, it's like, yeah, I mean, we'll dive into the lyrics in a minute, which is another thing. So you had mentioned earlier that these are lyrics that you can't really wrap your head around. Which was the same thing with Where Do I Go From Here? That's what I was going to point out. And I started to think about it. And I was like, I wonder if this was not a full album and was put out as like an EP and Mm. not an official next album because the lyrics are very different and so much less tangible than other Reliant K lyrics. Like, what if they didn't know if it would be as widely accepted? Well, do you want me to get into more Bird and the B-Side conspiracy talk? I love the Bird and the (laughs) B-Side conspiracy talk. So go back to our Where Do I Go From Here episode, because for years and years, until we pretty much until we started this podcast, I was just confused by Bird and the Mm B-Sides. I was like, wait... Why is the first CD songs I've never heard of, but the second CD is all EP songs and, you know, rare cuts that I have heard of? I didn't understand how the double disc set could be a B-side collection. And then when I actually sat down, and I was like, and what does Nashville Tennis EP mean? I kind of wrongfully assumed that Nashville Tennis EP was like a couple of songs on the back end of the first CD, right? I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it's the entire first CD. So there was when we sat down to talk about where do I go from here? I was like, wait a second. Disc one of Bird and the B-Sides is called the Nashville Tennis EP. It was all recorded in one set of sessions. It was seemingly, you know, it was it was recorded with all the members at the time. You know, Ethan being the most current, Dave having just left the band. So it's it's like, I don't I'm not going to go back and double check, but I'm pretty sure Dave Douglas is not credited on any of the Nashville Tennis EP songs. So I was like, wait a second. They call it the Nashville Tennis EP, but it is 13 songs long. It's over half an hour. It's not an EP, right? So I started, so my conspiracy theory antennas went up. And I'm like, (laughs) was this a full-length album that they weren't confident in? Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to call it their canonical sixth album, but they also didn't want to, like lose the money that they spent recording it and so they wanted to release it but they wanted there to be less marketing pressure so they packaged it with a bunch of Mm b-sides and they kind of like masked the fact that it was a full-length album with these b-sides and the cover doesn't say nashville Tennessee EP. the cover if you went to the cd store at the time even to this day on spotify and apple music yeah it says bird and the b-side so you think all it's the, the songs must be b-sides yeah the inside flap of the album has it right has nashville Tennessee EP on the inside so this is my this is my conspiracy theory that I think Nashville Tennessee EP, the first disc off Bird and the B-Sides, is a feature, is a full feature. I was going to say feature length, is a full length album by Reliant K that they just like didn't feel was good enough to officially be the follow up to mm-hmm. Five Score and Seven Years Ago. Now, I've amended that conspiracy theory a little bit. Okay. There is also the possibility, because that conspiracy theory is based on no particular evidence. Mm -hmm. It is just intuition on my part. Right. My other theory, my other hypothesis. All of our bird and the B-sides talk, conspiracy (laughs) theory talk, is just that. It's just us (laughs) making assumptions. Right. Put on your tinfoil hats, (laughs) folks. So my other working hypothesis 
is that they went into the studio after Five Score, and Ethan has just joined the band, right? And they're like, let's get in the, the studio and hash out some songs with Ethan and get a sense of where we are as a band now, now that Dave's gone. And maybe they went in not thinking we're going to do our next full length, you know? Mm-hmm. But th- when they were done, they had a full length set of songs, right? Mm-hmm. And also, when I listen to some of the songs closer on the Nashville, Tennessee EP, I'm like, some of these songs, they have they have a clean production style. They don't have that sort of like dense production style of, of mm-hmm and five score. Mm-hmm. They have the cleaner production sound of uh, Anatomy and Two Lefts, right? So maybe some of these songs were written longer ago and they're only just and they but they weren't considered good enough or they weren't considered proper to go with the songs that went on Mm -hmm and five score or the other two albums before that so maybe they were like here's a bunch of songs we wrote that didn't have an identity along with other songs on album let's hash them out let's record them put together this sort of like low-key album but again we don't want anyone to get confused and think this is our official follow-up to five score Right. Right. And now my second hypothesis I feel is supported. (laughs) I'm almost done with this. My second hypothesis, this one I'm talking about now, I feel is supported by the fact that this album gets experimental in that everybody in the band sings a song. Right? Yeah. Ethan sings a song. Warren sings a song. Schneck sings a song and hoops. They all have a separate song, and that's not nothing. That's not like was ever done, yeah. really, on yeah. any other album that I can think yeah. of. Like if it was, maybe it was one other song, but See, not every everybody member. Everybody thinks, well, not everybody, but some people theorize that or apologize for collapsible lung, saying that it's a concept album. Mm-hmm. It's a real melancholy and the infinite sadness collapsible lung. <laughs> right. Um, what if this is their concept album? <laughs> right. So, so I'm starting to think it's maybe, and it could be a little bit of both of my conspiracy theories, right? It could have been they went in thinking they were ready to start working. Because sometimes albums, they sometimes bands start working on an album and they're like, they, you know, and they stop sessions and they're mm-hmm. like, we got right, a couple yeah, songs yeah. done, but it doesn't feel right. It's not vibing and mm-hmm. they stop it and they drop it and they move on to something else. They go back on tour. They all go their separate ways. Maybe they come back and start working on an album again. So maybe this was like sort of like a demo session for something that would come later. Yeah, when did this come out versus when Forget Not Slow Down came out? I don't have the dates, but I think it's basically five, it's like five score Bird and B-Sides forget not slow down are all like one year one year one year okay i'm pretty sure it's 2007 yeah it is 2007 2008 2009 they're all they're all you know without looking up the dates and knowing knowing if they're exactly 12 months apart they're all in each year so that's my bird in the beast i can seriously theory talk again maybe next time we come back to this album we'll do something off the second set of songs that's actually a b-side yeah now i do really quick sorry i forgot because I... Oh, no. What? Are you serious? Look at this. This is ridiculous. We're doing a podcast. You can't say that I can't look at your article. What? This is ridiculous. So I did your deep dive for you this week, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was like, we're busy this weekend. I'll do the deep dive. I found this article by Cleveland.com from 2008. Oh, Where wow. they interviewed Reliant K. And right now... Did they put up a paywall? No. It just says, too many requests in plain font. 
how many people out are there are going to cleveland.com <laughs> while we're recording to look up the bird the b-sides article i'm taking a picture of this right now oh my gosh i can't believe this come on based now i can't i now i don't get to read the actual article but basically i guess i'll read it next time we do bird and the b-sides and i'll save oh, this man. article but <laughs> who did they even interview i think it was Tyson they were interviewing and they're like a 26 song EP? What's the deal with that? And he's like, he's like, oh, this was for the fans. And, oh, yes, it reloaded. Okay. Oh, good. Thank goodness. So, and now they want me to disable my ad blocker. <laughs> Fuck you, Cleveland.com. <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. Question. Uh, who are they interviewing here? Matt Thiessen. Okay. The Bird and the Beast, question. The Bird and the B-Sides has 26 songs, more than some double albums. Why are you calling it an EP? Tyson, when you put out old songs that weren't good enough to make it on a record in the first place, you obviously don't want to pass it off as a new record. We just wanted to, and that's stepping aside from the what he's answering, that's basically my theory mm-hmm. about the whole double disc set. We just wanted to make sure everyone knew it's a fan piece. We're basically trying to give people a lot of songs for not a lot of money. The first 13 songs are new, so it feels like you're getting a handful of... So it's like you're getting a handful of new material as well as the old stuff. The new songs are probably what I'm more excited about. There's a song called Curl Up and Die. That was really a fun one to write. It's pretty different for us. It's mostly acoustic and strings. And then the interview goes on. But basically, he, he more or less supports, you know, he kind of supports both my hypotheses. Mm-hmm. Hypotheses. Yeah, this song feels like it could be on Forget and Not Slow Down. It does. Like the instrumentation of it. Yeah. Because it has all of those, like, those extra elements, those deeper elements, like the string section. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. It's just it a really kind of a beautiful song. Savannah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was thinking when I was listening to it today. And there's there's even maybe a banjo part. There's just there's a lot of sounds going Mm -hmm. on in there. And it's really beautiful. Right. And maybe they recorded these quickly as compared to how they would record Forget and Not Slow Down or Five Score. So maybe that also adds to how they kind of had a budget feel to these songs. Mm -hmm. Right. If either of my theories are true, or neither of them, I think the thing that absolutely has to be true is Reliant K thought of these new songs as, like, budget material. Like, these are songs we're going to charge less for. Mm -hmm. Because these songs, we don't have the same feeling going into promoting. Remember the kid who, I think it was when we did one of the Forget Not Slow Down songs, where he complained about it not being enough material about yeah. how some of the songs were too short maybe it's because he maybe he came in with the band on bird and the b-sides and he's like i'm used to getting 26 songs worth and like all like like a well over an hour of material and now here you are bringing me skits yeah <laughs> skits skits not skits sorry i'm sorry intros and outros, I'm, intros and outros. i'm going back a few a few years and yeah. albums um so to say that the, the band thought of these as budget songs, like, I'm sure that they didn't think of each individual song as that, but they thought of, like, the whole material, all the material together as, as mm-hmm. such. Because this song is obviously really good. They played it live a bunch. Um, I found a lot of videos from 
for mostly around the time that this album came out and then like one from 2011 but I'm not done talking about the song. I'm just letting you know that this is a song that they played live and that they supported. And Matt Thiessen said in the Cleveland.com interview that it's a song that he really enjoyed writing. But yes, so this does feel like, when I really pay attention to the song, I'm like, this does feel like they're getting ready to do Forget and Not Slow Down. Yeah. Because so much of this album sounds like, like I said, the production on the Nashville Tennessee P disc is so much more clean mm-hmm. than compared to Five Score and Mm-hmm which have those denser sounds and those like more unique guitar tones. Right. Whereas the, whereas the first, well, not, not their self-titled album, but the second and third album have that sort of clean driving. It's their gritty, it's their gritty pop punk era. (laughs) So I kind of, so the birds, the Nashville Tennessee P is definitely a transition. Like you see the little whispers of forget not slow down, Mm -hmm. but you can also kind of hear the stuff yeah. That led them oh, yeah, for sure. up to that point. And you hear the a little bit of, you know, the second and third album in, in this disc. It, it's a perfect bridge. Yeah. So to talk about the song itself again. Hello, April. <laughs> <laughs> April can't go to Vegas. Aww. She's going to have dog sitter. She's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, go to, I go to CES every year as a podcast engineer. But I can't go this time. It's ridiculous. She'll be very happy. She goes to stay with her grandparents and her <laughs> That's friends. <true>. Yes. <laughs> um. So curl up and die. The song. So we want to. We, we talked about the song a little bit, but the lyrics, because I don't really get what's going on in the lyrics. I think you have some theories. Um, I'll say I get the. Or did you say them already? You said like. I you, sort. Yeah, I sort of said them. You already, sort of said but... them. Okay. Because yeah, let's we can walk through them. Though. I get the general sense that it's sort of like not literally. He doesn't want to literally die. No, it's not. A, it's it's only as much about wanting to die as faking my own suicide is. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, well, it's a figure of speech. Right, it's that classic play on words from Reliant K. I get the sense. This is sort of like whenever Paramore, whenever she sings, she, her name is not Paramore. You know what I mean. <laughs> whenever Paramore, whenever Haley Williams writes the song about mental health and her mental health issues. I always feel like, and I know you don't know a lot of Paramore songs. It weirds me out that you know, <laughs> like, enough about Paramore. I don't know when I got, I got into them recently. Because of memes. Because you said they're a big meme, right. meme band. So you, that's true. You, I think that's why it wasn't. You know what Are it you going to be in my, into My Chemical Romance now? No, aren't they I also tried a big to meme do band? it and they're getting back together. Ooh. <laughs> That's the thing is, yeah, I started doing pop punk memes and I'm like, I was like, oh, the two biggest meme groups, well, the three are Blink-182, Paramore, and My Chemical Romance. And I was like, okay, well, I got my Blink-182 covered, haven't really listened to Paramore, started listening to them. I like the hits. You're not going to go to the Black Parade? Or, yeah, I so I, I did try listening to some My Chemical Romance. The I was only like, My Chemical Romance song I know. <laughs> it's pretty much the only one I know as well, and I tried listening to them for a month or two. Um, but I was saying, like, when she sings about mental health, sometimes I'm like, I can't track it fully, which I get is the point. I can't really track her exact point, which I think is the point. Because she's like, you know, when you're when you have mental health issues, when you're yeah constantly, when you feel like life is bearing down on you in, like, serious ways, you can't, you as a person can't necessarily track it. So you shouldn't be expected to write, like, the most cohesive song about yeah. it. Yeah. 
you're, you know, that's the whole point. So when I hear curl up and die, I'm like, I kind of get the same kind of sense. I'm like, mm. I can't track yeah. where this yeah. narr- the narrator of this song is mentally. Like, I don't really get it. You know who does a good job of that, though? Lana Del Rey. Yep. <laughs> Jessica, can I show you a note in my phone? Born to die. So good. And not on my phone, in my desktop. Hold on. I'm highlighting it for you. Right there. Above the, the first link. <laughs> I wrote, this could also be reworked for Lana Del Rey. So, um, oh yeah, you definitely know where Lana Del Rey is mentally in most of her songs, in her most disturbing songs. You're like, oh, I get exactly where she is here. And by most disturbing, you mean anything off of Lust for Life and Norman fucking Rockwell. (laughs) Those those are the poppy albums, right? Yeah, those are the two most recent. We pretend like those don't exist. (laughs) Um... So yeah, you just, that just barreled. I'm sorry. My I'm sorry. That did just I derail? My points. <laughs> um, but so let's look at the lyrics real quick. I don't like the steps I took to get to look into your deepest feelings, and I don't like the place I'm in, and I don't like the place I'm in, headspace within the, the hardwood, hardwood and, and the, the ceiling. Because if I'm less, because if I'm restless, <laughs> then why do I? I want nothing, but this does not read like poetry, by the way. It definitely sings better than it reads. And I don't get this and know why. Like, these are hypothetically great lyrics, but they just don't read well. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. uh, But I don't mind. I'm not surprised. This is exactly like, where do I go from here? I'm like, I cannot peg this physically and and, and like understand. And I'm not a huge lyrics guy. I don't have to understand every song. Do you feel weird that you're you're sitting there and you don't have the booklet in front of you so that you can't give me all the all the booklet notes, all yeah, the liner notes? We can't find our copy of Bird and the B sides. Yeah. It's I think it's in our storage unit. Yeah. I'm so bummed because I know it's somewhere. I have it with my version of the apathetic EP, which is signed. Yes. I've definitely, I feel like I've seen that around. We'll find it again. Oh, you know what we never talked about? I have a copy of the self-titled album that was signed. Yeah. In, oh, and we haven't talked about this. Multiple things to talk about. My first Reline K show, I found out that it was um, in the summer of 2001. It was July or June. So basically, I talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I said it was a bo- at a Boy Scout camp. And that only like 20 people were there. Yeah. Turns out it was actually a Salvation Army camp. Ah. Which kind of makes more sense. Because when I kept saying Boy Scout camp, even I was like, then why weren't there like Boy Scouts there? I, I assumed, I th- when I thought it was a Boy Scout <laughs> camp, I was like, it must have been the off season and they must like rent it out for events right. and stuff at that point. But still saying Boy Scout camp made me think like, why would there be... Like the Friday the 13th movies? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, why would there be events at a Boy Scout camp. Well, it turns out it was a Salvation Army camp because I did remember that a friend of mine who was the lead singer of, like, the local Christian ska band in New England, Good mm-hmm. for Life, mm-hmm. the lead singer of that band was a friend of mine, is a friend of mine, and I haven't talked to him in years, but I sent him a Facebook message, and I'm like, hey, do you remember when you played with Reliant K at a camp? <laughs> and he's like, yes, I do remember that. And, he's, and I remembered that it was his birthday. I unlocked that memory. Oh. So was that? So he reminded me it was at a Salvation Army camp, and 
Uh, I'm trying to... <laughs> Sorry, the messenger thing is slipping all over the place. It was 2001, and it was the 19th, but what month? Darn, he didn't... Did, did he say what month? You said through Facebook. Just go oh, on to his thing and see his when his Facebook. birthday is. Hold on, hold on. What's your birthday? Now everyone's going to know... Dan Stevens of Good for Life's birthday. It was, hold on, hold on. How does Facebook work now? Where is it? Yeah, that happened to me the other day. I had to go on for something and I was like, oh, I can't find this. How do I get to my pictures? So, June 16th, the year 2001, I've definitely never seen Steven as the drummer. Dave Mm, would have been already been in the band in 2001. Yeah. Uh, that's the first time I saw Reliant K. We talked to Matt Thiessen. They played Down in Flames for the first time that night. Oh. I gotta make sure this this makes sense. When did Anatomy come out? Anatomy of the Tongue and the Cheek. Reliant K. Release date. This is fascinating, I'm sure, to everyone. <laughs> yes, August. Okay, so this, this timeline will start perfectly. Stephanie, who wrote in... A few episodes ago might be interested in that because she's also from New England. Right. Uh, Stephanie, do you remember Good for Life? Question: They played at Soul Fest, yeah. as Relan K did. Um, anyway, okay. Yes. So we're way off track, but I'll get this. I'll, <laughs> let me let me put let me put the wheels back on the track. Isn't that what you listen for though? When yes. You go off track. <laughs> so I remember more details about my very first Relan K show, June sixteenth, two thousand one. Salvation Army Camp. 20 people were there. They played Down in Flames, which was the f- first time I'd heard that song. I told Matt Thiessen, I never mentioned this, I told Matt Thiessen after the show, you know Down in Flames is the name of a real big fish song. <laughs> He's like, oh, really? Oh, I'm Danny. Like, I'm like, oh, whatever. Oh, Danny. <laughs> here's, here's how I know that like Matt Thiessen and the other members of Reliant K are like genuinely good people. <laughs> They, they put, put up with me. Up with Danny. Yes. They put up with cringy Danny, and like, bless their hearts for that. Mm-hmm. Like, they gotta be nice. Cringy and they remembered Danny his name. Me. Like, maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's why they remember your name. They're you like, mean oh. they put up with Danny. <laughs> so, I mentioned all this because you said you had a, a, a signed copy of Anatomy, no, of Apathetic EP. Yeah. That you bought online. I have a signed copy of the first album but the pen that was used on that goatee records that infamous goatee records like maxi case the like the plastic on the outside with the ribbed uh thing on the left where yeah the, it's that like laminated ripped. paper not yeah. laminated but that like yeah yeah if you've ever owned a goatee record you know what i'm talking about like an early goatee record <laughs> all of the ink over time just evaporated away it's so sad it's just like pressings now that yeah. you have to look like oh we should do like they do with like kids when you go to like the cemetery and you do the, do the grave rubbings do you know what i'm talking about yes. you're from boston yes. you know what i'm talking about or we should x-ray it you know when they take like a picasso oh, and they x-ray uh, it to see like the paintings he started on the canvas right. that gave up on yeah i say picasso but i meant what's the guy that cut off his ear van gogh van gogh i meant to say van gogh but i'm sure they do that for all painters Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Picasso podcast, where we talk about Picasso. Curl but up I don't and die. mind. <laughs> I just want to curl up and die when I think about <laughs> embarrassing myself, both in front of Reliant K 
and on my Reliant K podcast. Well, I don't mind, but I'm not surprised to find that you do. Embarrass myself? Yes. And I'm not surprised to find that you do. I know you do. And I feel fine. But I know the same does not apply to you. I know the same does not apply to you. So I guess that I'll curl up and die too. That is one thing that I got. And like, I think the idea is the person he loves is depressed. So he wants to be depressed with her. Right? That's the only, that's the only line I could really get. And I was like, well, then this makes perfect sense why the song would be so popular. Because like, if you have, even if you don't have particular difficulty but mm-hmm. you just it's romantic it's almost romantic and it's like comforting and it's cathartic yeah to imagine being super depressed and just having someone come along and say like okay i'll just be depressed with you it's like we'll be alone to get we'll be alone together yeah exactly that was that was one of the lines that i sort of picked out and and came up with sort of my original hypothesis that it was that sort of almost like harold and Maud, kind of just like about two people that just understand each other and understand one another's sort of pain or like right. you know even just like one person's a little more you know, depressed or upset or in a bad place, and the other person comes along is like, "Hey, I'll just be in that bad place with you." And see, I'm not good at that for you. No, you aren't. Now, you would like the Paramore <laughs> song "Rose Colored Boy," okay? Because that song is all about a girl who just wants to be depressed, and the guy in her life is just like, "Hey, get up and be happy. Let's go do stuff. Why are you so sad?" Essentially, this is what I take from this song. I'm pretty sure. First of all, I don't want to be are. depressed, or in, or in my case, like heavily right, but anxiety no, riddled. But, but I come at you with that attitude yes. as if that's what's going to cure you. And I have changed on that over the years. Yeah, we he's done about really it well. On where do I go from here? And I think we talked about it on Faking My Own Suicide as well. Yeah, we might have. Uh, there was some stuff in Faking My Own Suicide that got cut and that might have been <laughs> oh. that i'm not really <laughs> that sure. was still a heavy yeah. episode no matter it, what got yeah. cut. <laughs> um listen <but> yeah. <laughs> don't make me sad don't make me cry sometimes love is not enough and the road gets tough i don't know why uh, i guess i'm not a good enough reliant k fan because i don't know what song <laughs> you're referring to keep making me laugh let's go get high the road is long we carry Whoa, on was this a collapsible lung song try to have fun in the meantime Lana Del Rey, right? Yes. Okay. It's born to die. So disturbing. Don't like your brash female <laughs> empowerment angle. <laughs> so, um, did you have anything else to say about this song? Because I could do my deep dive. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we could just sit here and go over the lyrics even more, but we to? could also just do, was there anything do the else deep you dive. Want, was there anything else you want to say about the lyrics? Um, I want to hear. I don't know. I'll curl up and die while you tell me more about the lyrics. (laughs) Aw, so you're going to curl up and die too with me? Yeah. That's so sweet. Well, I mean, I guess that's why, you know, that, that, especially the line like, well, I guess that I'll curl up and die too, makes it feel, yeah, like it's like two people sharing a moment. Like he's like, hey, you're going through this hard time and I can get it and Mm -hmm. I will go through it right there with you. Right. Um, but then there's some other lyrics that feel almost like a, a like a breakup where they're like clinging to the remnants of perfection like most do after they break. Uh, not knowing which directions the correct one do I discard or remake. Because if I don't know, then I don't know. But I may know someone who knows me more than I. And that that sounds like it could be 
so I don't know. Part of that could be breakup, but part of it, part of it could just be that like that cathartic, that like shared, like I'm there with you. I don't know. You know, I didn't know if I wanted to mention this, but now that you're kind of like talking about that, there is in my deep dive, there was one thing I found that is about the the a conspiracy, not conspiracy, but the discussion that we talked about on Savannah that we don't mm. really di- we don't dive right, deep right. into about Matt Thiessen breaking up with his fiance that led to the writing of Forget and Not Slow Down. Mm-hmm. When I searched Curl Up and Die, I found this live journal where it was basically someone just like hashing out all of the evidence and all of the like incidental stuff and like conversations with other people that they'd found about why Matt Thiessen and his fiance from that time broke oh, up. Oh, wow. And so... As we talked about on Savannah. Oh, wow. <laughs> as, Let's get them on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but as we talked about on Savannah, it's like, whatever the truth is, like, neither Matt nor his fiance openly discuss it. Or they, when they do, the things that, like, have been discussed were not, like, the things she discussed, she did not name who she discussed. So right. people were like, oh, it must be Matisse. But we don't know that. Right. And it seems like both parties respect each other. So we're not going to, like, mm-hmm. get deep into the hearsay and the rumor about all that stuff. Yeah. But I will say that, <laughs> having said that, this one person was like, they said that, like, the song Curl Up and Die may have led to their breakup because the song Curl Up and Die was not about her. And maybe she got upset about that and wanted to know who it was about. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I oh. didn't even... Which which I was like, that's quite a theory because I can't understand what the song Curl Up and Die is about at all. <laughs> so it sounds like she had... If well, No, I, I'm not going to say she did have ideas because we don't know this is true or just total hearsay. Right. But that's that came up in that way. So huh. hearing your narrative, just when you read those last lyrics, and you're like, "Is it a breakup song? Is it about? Is it about a person, or is it about the person that's singing? Whatever. It's confusing. There's misleading things in the song. It itself. could just be a love song. It could. Who's ever heard what a love song? That's ridiculous. Nobody writes those. <laughs> <laughs> I thought people have had enough of silly love songs. I look around me and I see it isn't so. I'm giving you an over-the-glasses look, and I'm not even wearing glasses. <laughs> like, what? Even um, though I quoted the song first, yeah. you had to take it further. So let's let's uh, let's do your deep dive. Okay. Well, I mentioned one thing off of it already, and the right. Cleveland.com interview. Okay. Um, but then I found another interview that is on WordPress. Nice. By Natural- Legit. Naturally Sharp's blog. Um Bethany recently got the chance to talk with Reliant K's Matthew Thiessen about their headlining gig this on this summer's Warp Tour and the new Bird and the B-Sides EP. It's not an EP. <laughs> Due out on July 1st. Check it out. This interview was on uh, June 26th, 2008. So this is pretty close to the seven-year anniversary of me seeing Reliant K for the first time. Um, <laughs> I just... Being ridiculous curl up and die so here we go she uh so this interviewer says do you have a favorite song that you guys are really really proud of a potential single off this b-side uh matt says i wouldn't say single but my favorite song on this b-side record is called curl up and die oh that's my favorite too matt said uh the, the interviewer says oh that's my favorite too matt 
Yeah, that's my favorite song genre. Uh, the interviewer says, genre? Matt says, yeah, that Curl Up and Die song is a whole different feel, has a whole, is a whole different feel to it than that faster rock stuff. That slower stuff is more fun for me to write because I haven't really for the last 10 years of writing. Whereas if you're writing a punk rock influenced fast song, well, you're kind of gone through that before. So it's much more fun to write like that. I swear I'm reading this as it's written. You know what, Danny? I know you've said that you don't want to necessarily try to have any members of Reliant K on the pad- podcast. Yeah. I think they'll do any interview. <laughs> I think there's a good chance we could get them. I gotta tell you. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Reliant like, K, if you're listening. <laughs> if this is just dictated directly, because, you know, if you speak, you're not speaking. Yeah, in, yeah. And exactly, because, you know, I'm doing I, it now. Like, if someone, you know, is kind of like, kind of taking, like, taking what I'm saying right now and writing it down, and then, you know, you had to edit this later. You are doing so many hand gestures. <laughs> I am. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so apparently this is Matt Teeson's favorite song off of Bird and the B-Sides. That's cool. That's fun to know. Um, yeah, I guess. You know what? It is true. There's... They mostly have... Maybe this is another reason why I was very drawn to Reliant K when I was younger is because they have a lot of fast songs, mm-hmm. which when I was younger, I definitely preferred bands who played fast songs instead of slow songs because I just liked peppier songs. I'm all about that sativa and not about that indica, baby. <laughs> This is a Reliant K podcast. I need to cut that out, don't I? I don't know. Isn't that a Reliant K lyric? I thought that was a collapsible lump song. <laughs> You're right. So I don't think I think that we're contractually obligated to only mention like vices that Reliant yes. K have confirmed to have partaken in in their songs. Well, also I think that we're only allowed to talk about vices. Period on collapsible lung episodes. Okay. <laughs> That's why I want to get to one of the sexy songs from Collapsible Lung. <laughs> um, now, now, I found this punknews.org Ooh. review of Burden the B-Sides, but again, it's not loading for me. Like, what is up with the internet tonight? I have no idea. And I don't think it's our interne- internet. Scotty, well, get me a internet, cup of coffee. And the internet still it still doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> As, yep. we, as we talk and slash sing on top of one another. I think punk news is down or something because like Uh-oh. the search results aren't working. I mean, I guess I could go to my phone. But basically, I'll just sum up what I remember my problem was. I don't remember what they said specifically about Curl Up and Die. But the line that they said was like, they gave, first of all, they gave it three out of five stars, right? It's punk news. So I'm expect you know, I expect something that's not like punk enough to get a bad review, right? There's... Now you, Jessica, quick aside, you love Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Yes. Because you like Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. But you kind of recently, like, really delved into Melancholy. Yeah. And now you yes. know that whole record back yep. to front. There was a review, somebody's review, where clearly it was just because, to me, I assumed it was just because, like, they must have been raised or grew up around people who just praised that album all the time because they gave it a one-star review. And they're like, this is trash, and I hate it because this and that. (laughs) I was like, Jessica can never see this review. But, I, like I said, it's like, 
when I grew up, like people talk about Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith all the time. And right. I'm like, is that really what? Like, let's talk about Green Day. <laughs> That's what's current. That's what's I hip. really wanted to get into Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And I tried so hard. And I was just like, man, I cannot get into this. Oh, Jessica, I'm so disappointed. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so their their point was like, this collection is clearly not meant to get anyone new interested in the band. It is just for fans. And I'm like, that's not really true. Yeah. These are all really great songs. Like, you could absolutely introduce someone to Reliant K with this set. Oh, I didn't know if we were still talking about Melancholy or if we were talking about Reliant K. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You could totally get... I got into Smashing Pumpkins with Melancholy. I don't see why anybody else couldn't. (laughs) No, Burn the B-Sides. Oh, okay, yeah. They, they, this punk news review was like, new, no one will become a new fan from this album, and I'm like, I don't think that's true yeah. at all. If anything, I, it gets the ska kids because look at like no reaction and right. Like I can to to other Christian bands besides collections, like or even like other bands like Nirvana. I can think like they're. You know, actually, this is probably one of the best B-side collections because they put a new al brand new album on it, right? Yeah. So when I think of like. Uh, Nirvana's uh, Outcesticide collection, like, that is not to get people into Nirvana. When I think of, like, MXPX's Let It Happen, people definitely get into MXPX from that, but I can definitely see other people not necessarily, like, getting that whole album. Like, there, there's, like, gems on Let It Happen, but if you're like, here, get into MXPX, here's Let It Happen, like, not everyone's going to take. But definitely Five Iron Frenzies, Cheeses, album like nobody's getting into five iron frenzy from that because it's all like garbage songs. tell me about it <laughs> i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> oh my gosh the funniest thing happened today so i went to the chiropractor and i have <laughs> sorry you're so i've <laughs> been going to the chiropractor since long yeah, before we lived here so i have a jean jacket with a bunch of patches that i oh put on gosh, it <laughs> you're giving so much information about yourself <laughs> <laughs> Sativa, not indica, or whatever. Jean jacket, <laughs> chiropractor. So I go in, and my chiropractor sees on the back I have a striper patch, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, whoa, that's a cool striper <laughs> patch. He's like, how old are you? And I told him, and he's like, how do you know who they are? And I was like, oh, well, I like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apple Music and Spotify exist. And I was like, oh, well, I just like, I like 80s hair metal and stuff like that. So that was my <laughs> I was like, I actually got into them through my husband. And he was like, oh, what does he do? And I was, and I said what Danny does. And he was like, oh, closeted metalhead, huh? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Very closeted. And, and as much as I really only like Striper. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, my husband's really into like Christian, like ska and punk and rock and stuff. And he was just like, oh, closeted metalhead, huh? And I'm just like, yeah. yeah but in ska, my mind, I'm just metal. like, yeah. I'm like. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. <laughs> I love metal. Some 41 Weezer. <laughs> the heavier, the better. Um, yeah, if there was a weird sound while you were saying that, that was this cup. Yes. I can't recreate. There we go. It's a plastic cup. Danny has to I always have to fidget with things. He has one of those uh, fidget cube things, but (laughs) he keeps losing them. So we keep having to buy them. They should sell them in like a 12 pack. 
we have a weird energy tonight, but I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. I'm having fun, and that's all that matters. We're going on a trip tomorrow. How many times are you going to mention that? That's like when we did whatever episode we did when we first got back from Portland. Danny said Portland at least 20 times in the episode, and I was like, oh, I just want to edit around this. Nobody cares. Okay, nobody cares, but we're like, we'll be home by the time the episode's out, yes, so it's not exactly. like anyone can like, break into our house while we're gone. Um, so, okay, Moving on, you want to go on to covers and weird stuff now? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So Curl Up and Die is the name of a hardcore band from two thousand from nineteen ninety eight. Nice. See see Danny, you had a you had a perfect transition there and you, you missed it. Oh, because I'm a closeted metalhead? Yeah. <laughs> so here's my favorite metal band. They're called Curl Up and Die. This was their top song on Spotify. So they seem to be like not the biggest band. They seem to have a following. I guess they broke up at some point in like the early 2000s, but Mm. then they recently had a reunion show at Chain Reaction where I've only ever seen Dogwood on one of their recent reunion shows. But I've heard of the Chain Reaction my whole life, and then I'm like, oh, Dogwood's playing there. So I went, okay, so, oh, this year, 2019, they had like a big show at Chain Reaction. Is that the one where they they played with uh, Fiverr and Frenzy, or was it MXPX? Oh, no, that was an MXPX and Fiverr and Frenzy and Dogwood show. That was in Ventura. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, they played the chain reaction. Anyway, here's Curl Up and Die, The Uncomfortable Routine... That's about it. You get it? <laughs> Danny no. started that and I didn't know and <laughs> like I had to I had, like I had to rip the headphones off. It was <laughs> so loud. Let me skip forward a little bit. That's curl up and die. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna get us flagged, so I better not play too much of them. They sound just like Avenge Sevenfold. Come at me, Andrew. Oh, no. <laughs> was it Andrew who gave me a hard time? Yeah, about, like, oh yeah, like... Andrew said we need better metal references. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fact is we both don't really have many no. metal references. Like, I guess Demon Hunter, because Ethan Luck's also in that band. <laughs> Jessica definitely doesn't even know that. The Supertones. Hair metal. I like, I like hair metal. The Supertones do, do Metallica riffs. Oh, goodness. Ethan Luck was also in that band. If there's a Christian metal band that Ethan Luck hasn't been in, I don't want to know them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this song was played in 2000. Oh, so I actually, well, well after the record, because this record came out, Burden the B-Sides came out in 2008. Forget Not Slow Down to 2009. So I have two performances from 2010 so jessica what do you want do you want nashville or do you want university of north florida well being a florida girl myself let's go with florida okay so here is the performance from 2010 of curl up and die I don't like the place I'm in has space within the hardwood and the ceiling Cause if I'm restless then why do I I want nothing but to rest myself And I don't get this and I know why 
see sometimes things are just beyond control But I don't mind But I'm not surprised to find you I'm not surprised to find you Hoops is so well dressed in this video. He is. He's dressed in like a suit. He's got he's, like a or he's got like a button down and a cardigan, and he's doing the like. And he's got like a the scally cap. Yeah. Like the news, it's not yeah, a newsies it's hat, but it's hat. like a newsies yeah. hat. I forgot. It's the old timey director's hat. In one of these live videos, it is like an old timey director's hat. In one of these videos, both Hoops and Ethan are because Ethan definitely wears like the hardcore rude boy. Like mm-hmm, yeah. brothers in yeah. arms kind of hardcore right. guy hat. But then Hoops wears the same hat, but he's doing it in more of the Wes Anderson hipster way. <laughs> but they both just happen to this is the this is the article of clothing that matches both of them. I'll have They're you know they've wearing, never used those hats in a Wes Anderson movie, Danny. Whatever. They are both wearing the same hat, and I looked at it and I didn't tweet it right then because I had just tweeted from the account. Oh man, my battery's low. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> I, I thought wrote, we won something. <laughs> I drafted a tweet where I was like, "Do you think Hoops and Ethan ever got their hats mixed up on tour?" And it was, it was a hilarious oh. misunderstanding. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet this. I'm gonna tweet this before the episode comes no, out. It's so cringy. Was <laughs> that cringy? It's, oh. <laughs> um. Then let's hear. Years later, three years later collapsible lung era they were still playing this song and this is reliant cape in charlotte north carolina may 1st 2013 the year of our lord (laughs) i'll skip ahead a little since we heard the beginning a bunch already i want nothing but to rest my soul Someone thought it was hilarious. <laughs> that's nice. Were... It's just the it's just it's just the two mats on stage yeah. with their acoustic guitars, and that's really nice. I didn't really think about it before, but yeah, this is like a total uh, campfire song. It is, you yeah. know what? And because I mentioned it, I mentioned it earlier that there's like 75 covers of this song that I found. Um, And unfortunately, 70 of them are the exact same thing. We're not getting into covers yet. Thank (laughs) goodness. Or this would need to be a two-parter. I know. But um, yeah, in 2010, those two performances, and then I also have a 2011 performance in Nashville. It was all full band. But yeah, then it's uh, Collapsible Lung Era. It's just the two of them on acoustic. I kind of forgot I had one other note about this song on the record on Bird and the Beast Sides. Is that part of the reason why I probably never noticed it is because I'm like, you know, I just want the happier, fun songs. Mm -hmm. And when I first hear this song, if I don't tune it out, I might skip it because that first 50 seconds of the song, waiting for that sort of lift. Mm Mm-hmm. That when is that oh man that sort of lift up once it gets to that it's very pretty but that first fifty seconds if you're not like if you're not totally vibing on the song yeah if you're not in that headspace it's a wait to get to that moment but I also forgot that this song reminds me of one other thing and I hope this doesn't ruin it for anybody but oh here. 
And I said, beam me up, Scotty. That got me oh, a cup yeah. of... It's a similar chord progression. Oh, which yeah. is a... Which I don't... Hopefully that doesn't ruin for anybody. But I was thinking that's another reason why I feel like maybe they thought this wasn't ready for being their official sixth album. Right, right. Because maybe some of the songs had similar tones and ideas to each other and similar tones and ideas to previous songs so they but they but they liked the songs in them in and of themselves and they didn't want them to just sit on a shelf so they were like well let's put them all together they can have those issues and people won't criticize them for that because this is not officially our new studio album and you said that Tyson said that this was a record for the fans was that did this come out during the time when they were putting out a new album every year was it that they just wanted to get an album out and they knew that they just weren't ready for the next iteration of Reliant K? Maybe, but I don't know if they were putting out an album every year because Mm-hmm is 2004 right. and Five Scores 2007. Oh, okay. But yeah, they did have a I re- thought it came out sooner than that, so never mind. Right. Maybe they, you know, maybe they were trying to do a Weezer thing where Weezer takes a couple years off and then they come back and they put on an album every two months. <laughs> you know, that's the usual Weezer cycle. They'll put out six albums in a year and then they'll disappear for three years and come back and put out ten albums the next year. Uh, same joke, repeated twice. <laughs> Hello. So anyway, now we can move Sadie on to Hawkins covers. Pod. Sadie Hawkins Pod, where the same joke is repeated <laughs> directly after the first time it's said. Uh, we got Piano Dreamers back again. You, I think we can kind of yep. hear it. I'm going to skip that. Uh, but here's a different piano cover. So this, 8-bit? We have any 8-bit covers of this no, one? No, I haven't found any 8-bits in a while. Yeah, that's a bummer. But this is Emily Frunk on SoundCloud with her own piano cover of Curl Up and Die. Because if I'm a restless, then why do I? I want nothing but to voice yeah it's good so i copied down a lot of these covers that one's really good but before we get any deeper into covers i copied down the links to a lot of these covers and then after a while i was like these are all sounding very same mm-hmm. so basically i had to let the cream rise to the top and that's one that's very beautiful yeah, that there's not really pretty there's not really much creative instrumentation with the covers of these songs it's almost all just acoustic mm-hmm. people and everyone's very super talented out there but it's just like when you have it when you have that many when you're right, approaching right. three figures of covers no parody songs for this one no parodies <laughs> um you you know so uh my suggestion to people out there is like if you find a reliant cave song that is sort of prone to be played on the ukulele or quietly in your bedroom on guitar try to do something slightly different like even if it's even if it's a one instrument thing if you do like find a weird tone on your keyboard or 
like some sort of pedal thing, like yeah. like the way they do air for free, or switch up the style in that Earth Day video. Yeah, just switch up the style. Like that Zeke Power of Boomerang video. Exactly. That was so. I was like, man, I wish that Reliant had in fact done it that way. Just done like a like a like a Jason Mrazy sort of like almost ska adjacent kind of album for Collapsible Lung. Yeah. Yeah. Be amazing. It would be. Um, Instead of doing like one song like that and then another song in a completely different style, another song in a completely different style. Let's get into a weird one. This is um, uh, David Lates with this five minute and 24 second cover. Oh my goodness. Because you'll see what happens. So there's three guys. Is this the MXPX on the cover? Uh, cover? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's got a Superman <laughs> shirt. There's, there's three, three of them. <laughs> and he's got the Superman shirt, just like Tom wears on that cover. Um, so around 50 seconds. Okay. See, so, I know MXPX. Yeah. <laughs> so these three guys, uh, they play in a dark, dark, creepy basement. Super oh, dark. Good. We're back to the dark creepy. and creepy, uh, Reliant K fans. Oh, yeah. Oh. So they sound really good. They sound very campfire mm-hmm. very earthy. But like, this shot is horrifying. It is very horrifying. And then around here, something happened. Oh, I went a little too far. Do they show the person that they have tied up in the basement? <laughs> no. Okay. I just realized there's super heavy reverb on their audio, but then they just, 45 seconds in, one of the guys just totally flakes out laughing. He just breaks completely, and he's like, I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. And they just leave all this in. And then I think they try one more time, and they break again. And then on the third take, they finally start singing the song. But then this starts happening. Oh. The Did video they bump just flipped the camera? upside down. Like, That's what I thought. I was like, and then it goes sideways a couple times. Like the image just was keeps this intentional? Around. Are they doing? I a find thing? out by the end that there it's intentional, and that oh. someone just started adding effects because they thought their five minute video was boring. I was like, guys, let the talent speak for itself. <laughs> I guess they were just being goofy, and then they throw the credits in like a minute before the song ends. It's really. I don't really... hear anything, but they're playing. But, but they're I don't speeding hear anything. it up. Oh. Yeah, it's really, really weird video. <laughs> but they've had really nice singing voice. They had yeah. good harmonies. Just in a horrifying dungeon of death. Um, <laughs> there's actually a couple other really cursed videos, but I won't. <laughs> We're going to bed soon, so I won't haunt your <laughs> dreams. But I love the cursed videos. Um, then we have someone who calls himself Uncle Homer. But he's actually a young, a youngish kid. Okay. Um, here's what he looks like. A young John Warren here. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has the the worn, <laughs> like big, full, yeah. flat, swept to the side. It's hair. a little more Justin Biebery though. Yeah. This is 2009. Oh wow. So. This totally makes sense. All completely covered over one eye. Justin Bieber was a thing by then, right? In two thousand nine. Yeah, he was. A, he was. was he, he was a YouTube. He was doing the YouTube thing. Okay. Oh, he swept Ooh, yeah. the hair off the face. He's so cool. He's got a lip ring. 
I do like that he gets a little, he adds a yeah, little soul nice. to actually, it. I'm teasing, but he, he is very good. He is really good because a lot of other people just sang it kind of straight and it started to get monotonous, me listening to all the covers. Yeah. And everyone. So anyone who put any kind of bravado, any kind of extra thing into the lyrics. If you're listening I and you did a cover it. though, it's probably really good. Yes. Danny just just had to pick and choose because he didn't realize there were going to be so many covers. I'm not, I'm not attacking anybody. But then <laughs> WTF Sean is here. So okay. WTF Sean is here. And I think Same it's Uncle hairdo. Homer from the yeah. future. <laughs> Yeah, this is 2012, and I'm like, is this the same kid three years later? I like his Scott Pilgrim poster and his Star Wars poster. So that's WTF Sean is here. And I was like, WTF, it looks like the same kid that I last watched. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, re- I liked this one. This is Mallory Cordova. Uh, I like I wrote I don't remember exactly what I meant by this, but I like I like the guitar tone and I like her singing bravado. that a lot she, and you, she makes you, it a lot you brighter. know what i like and you just bring those to me don't you <laughs> i'm figuring it out after 10 years of marriage i'm like i'm figuring it out i know what she likes in relying k covers but but um she actually kind of looks familiar have we has she covered any other relying k songs have we covered her before she might have yeah i think i actually you know what Ooh. oh early up that was that was her welcome to my channel video um one thing, if people go back and listen to our old episodes, when I, our setup used to be that we'd sit across the table from each other and I would send Jessica the links and then she would watch them on her computer. And then if she wanted to, she'd be like, let's find out what else this person's done. Right. We don't do that as much anymore. Because yeah. now I played on my laptop and I turned my laptop around because if she was watching the links and recording, it was basically burning her computer into <laughs> yes. melted plastic. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's done a bunch of other covers, and I think she did really okay. But it also means that I can't, like, go off on my ADHD, like, tangents where I'm just like, oh, what else did this person <laughs> yeah. do? Let's listen to them. Do they have any Lana covers? <laughs> <laughs> right, we haven't looked for a Lana cover in a while. Oh, no, this person doesn't have a lot of covers, actually. They did. She did Gravity by Sarah Bareilles. She did Titanium by David Gugueta. I've never said that. And Sia. I never said that name I love. Power of Love by Celine Dion. Is that different from Power of Love by Huey Lewis? Yeah, and also Gravity. I thought you were going to say John Mayer. Oh, no. Um, and then we have a cover 
Ooh, by Tomorrow in Today. And this sounds really good because this is sort of the most full acoustic thing. This sounds like they really went in the studio or their home oh, studio nice. and really put this together. <laughs> April. <laughs> April's getting tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here we go. And I forgot to mention, but he just puts together a little music video for it where he just lays. It's very Reliant K. It's very air for free. He just lays in a bunch of orange leaves by a tree and lip dubs along to the song. Nice. I don't like the steps I took to get to look into your deepest feelings. But I don't like the place I'm in, headspace within the hardwood and the sea. If I'm restless, then why do I? I want nothing but to rest my soul. He looked like he was in pain. <laughs> That's a very pretty cover, though. Yeah. And I did like the whole leaf thing. Yeah, there's he's got multiple instruments going. Like, yeah. it's clearly like a studio or home studio thing. He put a lot together for that version of the song. And that's an effort I really appreciate when you find 70 other covers where it's just one person and their guitar or two people in a ukulele. I found that a couple of times. Uh-huh. I did find a version in here, which I'll, this is the last cover we'll play out of all of these. But um, catch and attach. <laughs> April does not want to jump up on your lap while we're recording. <laughs> Sorry if you hear a weird padding. <laughs> it's because I wanted, to, I wanted to pick up April. So, so, this, oh. is, so this is pretty... Uh, Kwai or whatever <laughs> it's like cutesy wootsy where they're a guy and a girl playing in not the snowy winter but it's clearly autumn whoa it looks like. I'm sorry I'm looking at your up next which foot featuring Lindsay Sterling oh yeah you didn't hear about that I did not yeah Lindsay Sterling has a song with Switchfoot now oh. we know Lindsay Sterling we saw her at a Marshalls yeah. in Studio City <laughs> We know her because our best friends uh, have kids. two little kids, yeah. and they love, love her music her videos. videos. Yeah, uh, they love that and OK Go. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, this video—it's this guy and this girl, and they're on a playground in what appears to be like early winter, late autumn, because they're both bundled up in like sweaters and stuff. And then these two rocks with smiley faces say, right now keep going see- around the playground. <laughs> they're like swing the, the two rocks with smiley faces swing on the swings. They go down the slide. Yeah, right now they're coming down the slide. <laughs> That's cute. I didn't this look is at, like Swedish she and him. Yeah, actually, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was like, oh, they clearly have accents while they're singing, but I didn't look into where, what country they're in. And then I really like a dynamic that they put together, and I'm not going to try to find it now, but we'll cut it in in post, where he sings the first part of the song, and they harmonize you know, during the chorus, mm-hmm. the sort of choruses and stuff. But then the next verse, she sings. But I know the same does not apply to you. I know the same does not apply to you So I guess it all curl up and die too Clinging to the remnants of perfection Like most do after they break 
almost makes it a, like mm. a proper duet, mm-hmm. like two people singing about the same experience and their each side of it. It totally changed the dynamic, which I already couldn't catch, which I couldn't like understand of the song. But hearing it sung from two people's perspective really changed the song for me. And if I somehow could rest this soul, maybe control could find its way back to my life. But I don't mind. They're on the, the, the rocks around the teeter-totter. It's <laughs> cute. Um, so that's about it for covers. Like I said, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of covers. Um, Jessica, it's been a while. <laughs> hey, Jessica got April finally. Yep. Now, it's been a while since we found a fandom video. Oh, it? wow, yes. And I could not wait to share this one with you. It's 80s Transformers set to curl up and die by Reliant K. What? Oh, the... Amazing. It's actually the Amazing. 80s Transformers cartoon. I don't... And they're all just like, I don't know, like, what's the thing here? I know a lot of Transformers died in the original cartoon show, so is this like a tribute to the oh, death of characters? It says to, to all the fallen transformers out there. Yeah. G1 Red Alert music video Curl Up and Die. A music video I made for Red Alert, which I guess is the name of one of the oh, okay. G1 Transformers. This is about how Red Alert realizes his mistakes <laughs> and learns that all he cared about was being with Inferno, the what? one person who saw through him and remained with him the whole time. I love their relationship. Transformers is a copyright of Hasbro. Song is Curl Up and Die by Reliant K. There's, it's true, there's just so much depth in the relationship between the Transformers. There is. Now, the Transformers Michael Bay soundtracks are like, heavy pop punk jams you know what i mean like lots of green day oh where's the reliant k then? yeah where's the reliant k like i could absolutely see curl up and die as a slow song playing during a slow motion <laughs> montage in a michael bay movie during that quiet moment in the movie that categorically must appear at the one hour and 45 minute mark I, I can't even wait to share that. I'm literally going to share that before the episode comes out. <laughs> um, then last week, I discovered with 12 Days of Christmas, something unexpected was like the song was used by the gay community right. for like this fun thing where yeah. they dance to it. And that was the first time where I'd found, and I've always known, something I meant to mention last week was I've always known that Reliant K has LBGTQ fans. Mm -hmm. Of course they do. But just I had never seen it expressed in fan-made stuff on YouTube or anywhere else. Well, now I have... Well, clearly Red 5 and Inferno. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) And there's these two other fan-cut music videos of fandoms that are absolutely meant to be like gay tributes to characters one of them is the typical shipping video where it's Kara and Lena Lena I have no idea from the show Supergirl 
Here's the screen cap. Oh, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's the two of them. So Jessica knows this being a fan fiction reader. Yes. Anytime, (laughs) if you have two characters you want to be together... The tiniest, most insignificant frame of a look or talk is the most significant thing to that fan who wants those characters to be in a relationship together. So this is just a compilation of every interaction they've had, which could hypothetically lead to them being in a relationship. This is Supergirl and Lena Luthor. I don't watch the show, but I have friends who do. Okay. So... You know that these are characters people want to be together? Yes. So here's here's how Curl Up and Die... Supergirl tribute begins. Your life to expose Lex's crimes. I'm Supergirl. Lots of sad looks, lots of glasses, lots of so iPhones. This and- is put out by a, uh, a channel called TV Fantastic. It's so dramatic. Oh my gosh, she takes the glasses off. She looks exactly the same. <laughs> it's, I mean, like you, you, you're like, oh yeah, Clark Kent Superman. He looks so different, but like she literally looks the same. Anyway, sorry, it's TV fantastic. It's in the Twilight font. Oh yeah, their logos oh, yeah. in the Twilight font. Right. So that's a that's a shipping video for those two characters to be in a lesbian relationship. Then you have a very much more specific gay video where it's apparently a movie called Just a Question of Love, which is it's an actual like gay movie from the year 2000. And they just edited together a tribute video to this movie. For Laurent and Cedric. I think For I'm Laurent saying that and, yeah. right. You know, the song goes very well with, like, one character holding another character while the 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 one character cries. Yeah. This could... Why wasn't this... Has this song been used in a CW show? If it hasn't, that's a major disappointment. Yeah. It absolutely should be. So there's that. There's... CW, you gotta get on the Reliant K train. <laughs> so there's an undeniably gay uh, fan video, a a forced lesbian fan video and then a gay transformers video (laughs) so this song has it this song brings out everyone in the culture and the fandom um and uh oh two more things and then we'll get to bed because we got a big vegas trip coming up baby one more time mention it one more time here is a ukulele tutorial (laughs) Don't get too excited okay. as I mentioned this to you because this is a ukulele tutorial by Taylor by Taylor Nickel, and my comment was begins with super awkward energy. Well, I got a request. Six months ago, I'm so sorry for taking so long. Um, long story short, shirt. I'm wearing one, but that's not what I meant to say. Long story short, um, life. That's it. That's why. Is he from Canada? (laughs) Maybe. He's just being super, super, super polite. I know. He likes the Grateful Dead. He's really sorry that it took him six months to post the video of the tutorial for this Mm -hmm. song. It's like, 
it's like, it's okay, bro. The video's out there now. You did it. It's okay. It's all right. We don't need to know in the video that... Because once the video's out, it's out. You know what I mean? It's all right, dude. Well, for people who are, you know... Who are waiting for it. Who are waiting for it. But you put it in the comments. Like, say sorry to whoever suggested this. Look... People on MXPX memes are sending send me ideas, and they'd be like, "Oh, I got a great idea!" Or they'll send me a suggestion, and sometimes I forget for weeks. <laughs> I've literally there was one thing where I, I didn't think of it for like eight months, and I was like, once I got to it, I'm like, I just did it and I posted it. I didn't like say sorry it took me so long. The the internet's just a thing, and you just do it, and don't worry about it, dude. There's so many YouTube shows I've seen where it's like, sorry, I haven't uploaded any videos, but it's like, this is the only video I've ever seen of you. I don't need to know that you haven't uploaded a video in a while. Just upload it, and just, like, if you and me don't release a podcast for several months, we'll just act like it never happened. Man, you would hate fan fiction, Danny, because like it's always like if the author goes away for a couple months, they come back and they're like in the notes, they're like, I'm so sorry, I've been gone for a while, life is happening, blah 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 blah. And I feel like you just wouldn't you wouldn't vibe on that. You'd be like, whatever, just let me read the chapter. <laughs> I probably would. So um... Also, if you're reading a fic after it's like been completed and you see all these author notes, you're like, Yeah, man, I don't know that you went away for a year because I just discovered this now. <sighs> That's more than I ever need to know about fan fiction. <laughs> I need to start making uh, Reliant K ship videos <laughs> to my favorite fandoms. I was thinking about doing that to, to weird crack ships and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, so I won't play any more of that video. I don't want to like wallet wallow. Danny, in his I don't think that you can top. And we have enough of our own. Red, whatever, and <laughs> Infernus or whatever it was. Video. <laughs> Well, hopefully this is something, it's another visual bit for the audio podcast, but this is what we'll end on. What do you think of Curl Up and Die Freestyle Dance by Christina V. Pro? Just a person curled up on the floor. Okay, here we go. Oh. Oh, there were a lot of black frames there. Okay. So there's a lady with very, so a young, skinny, blonde lady with very very long hair Mm -hmm. that is up in two ponytails or pigtails right off the top of her head and she's wearing it's like a Gwen Stefani kind of look yeah but she's wearing like a sweatshirt yeah she's wearing like a black sweatshirt with a yellow t-shirt over it with cut off Mm-hmm. sleeves and then she's got black sweatpants and she's wearing I guess sort of like dancing shoes <laughs> and she's in some sort of performance and she's in space. a performance space I wonder if she knows the people from the 12 gays of Christmas oh, maybe. and she's just doing a freestyle dance she's crawling on the ground she's, she's sort of writhing rub- around on the floor rubbing her hands oh, over yeah. her face she's like got her hand and her face in her hands and she's just she's letting the dance tell the story Jessica yeah but this is the most energetic way to curl up and die I've ever seen. She's all over the place. I, yeah. I, she's almost doing the she's robot, She's doing some robot maybe? stuff. Yeah. I'd like to know if she ever went to a ballet school and was like, I'm going to bring some hip-hop flavor to this school. And then the crusty old dean, <laughs> or the crusty old uh, <laughs> instructor was like, I don't like this. But then they were going to close down the dance hall. And she was like, it's time we did my ideas to save the dance hall. And the crusty old instructor was like, maybe you're right. And they did it. And they had a big dance. And they saved the dance hall. And it's all because Christina V. Pro danced to Curl Up and Die by Relying K. 
You've only seen one dance video movie from the uh, 2000s, haven't you, Danny? Yeah, was it Honey or was it uh, She Got She Got Moves? She moved like yeah. that. Yeah, whatever. The Julia Styles <laughs> one. Oh, the, oh yeah. Right? I don't know. You know what I have seen is You Got Served. Okay, you know what? Since I should have ended with the Transformers video, we'll end with this. Our, I know our friend Johnny is out there listening. I've mentioned him before. He's my friend from high school who was who went with me to all our early Reliant K shows and he met Reliant K as well. Reliant K also remembered his name. He called us up while we were going out for my birthday dinner and mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm listening to the podcast and I didn't know I met Katy Perry. Why didn't you tell me this before? <laughs> he didn't know about that. April. April's upset too. So I'll just say that one time when video stores were still a thing, April Come here. So in the time of, you know, early 2000s, when Johnny and I used to go to Reliant K shows every time they came through, we, he and I and our friend Jeff, we all wanted to watch either, and this tells you what time we lived in, we either wanted to watch Office Space or Clerks, right? So we told Johnny, hey, Johnny, (laughs) we're all going to watch a movie at Jeff's house tonight. Go to Blockbuster on your way here and get Office Space or Clerks. And he showed up at Jeff's house with You Got Served. <laughs> like, Johnny, he would. what the hell? And he's like, they didn't have the other movies. He's like, well, you, so you rented You Got Served? And we're like, this is the de-. So we're like, oh, the night's a bust. We'll figure something else out. And we're like, well, let's just put this on for a minute just to check it out. And we were totally into it. We watched the whole thing. And we were up and, like, making fun of it and actually, like, moving around and, like, mocking the movie. We had a great time. You Got Served. 10 out of 10 <laughs> on IMDb from me. Man, I should have ended with the Transformers video. I'm so sorry. Now I'm, now I'm just going to go curl up and die. Because I guess we're done. So time to go to bed, curl up and die, go to sleep. And uh, we will hear from you next week when we're back with one of, with the second pod of Christmas. That's right. That's right. And Until then, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call us up at 402-95-SADIE. That's right. Or you can send us an email. Uh, sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com mm-hmm. and you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram also we have a Facebook I haven't been doing anything with the Facebook oh, okay. I don't really remember to do anything with it I it mean, exists though so if you oh, feel like oh by the way if anyone out there I mean if you actually listen to the end of the podcast but if anyone out there discovered us through Facebook please let me know because we put some money into a Facebook ad and it got a huge supposed reaction like hundreds of people saw it but I don't know who actually started listening to the podcast through that so it would be nice to know be nice to know. Come on, let us know. And merchandise. We'll do merchandise someday. Just like do David you want merchandise? Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Will you wear a Sadie Hawkins pod shirt? Should we just infringe upon all of Reliant K's <laughs> copyrights? Should we just? It should be. I imagine our merchandise being like a bunch of Reliant K images on the front, and just in tiny letters it says Sadie Hawkins pod <laughs> at the bottom. But then on the back of the shirt it says No copyright intended. <laughs> Perfect. We just wasted an amount of time. I didn't get the time before I started. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>